Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on vSEN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome to another edition of The Edge here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. We've got a good show on tap coming up in 15 minutes. Chris Andrews is going to be with us. I think there's a couple of basketball games to get to today. The Sweet 16, we are somewhat disappointed. Matt Humans is alongside as well. Uh, we were expecting or hoping for games while we were going to be on the air. Not the case. Not the case. We've got to wait for another three hours until these things tip off. Yeah, I don't really understand why these games are not starting. So we go from uh, madness a week ago, Thursday, Friday, games all day, all night, to uh, Sweet 16, when you have two games on at the same time in a 4 o'clock Pacific window and then two games on at the same time in the 6.30, 7 p.m. window. Why not stagger these games so each of the four games kind of has its own spotlight? Uh, they don't have to be two, two and a half hours apart, but at right. least stagger them so they're one, one and a half hours apart. I think it would make a lot more sense uh, to spotlight each of the four games today. Can you explain why that's not the case? Uh, I, I, now, I understand that you're playing two games each at the same regional. Right. Uh, but you can you can put an hour between games. Right. Hour and a half. Why not put 90 minutes be, between games? You could do that. Well, there's, it goes, it goes back to the it. round of uh, 32 as well, right, where you're talking about in the mornings and Saturdays and Sundays, there's like standalone game, standalone game, and then like five games all at once right after right, that. Right. Right? Like, I don't know why they do that either. You could do like two and two the entire day and get that done. But uh, I don't understand TV schedule sometimes. Dipping into my vast history as a TV guy, I have not. Well, I, I just think it would be you. better for everybody. And as uh, and even better for uh, the bookmakers and the betters. Because if you want to live bet these games, you really don't want two games going on at once. Oh. I mean, that's possible. 
certainly possible for us to live bet two games on at once, but it's a lot easier to focus on one game. I just think it would be better for everybody to stagger these start times a little bit better. Especially when you're going head-to-head with Raptors and Cavs, right? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Big one in the playing race in the Eastern Conference. All right, let's start at the top, work our way around. Uh, so I asked this question to Jim Rue yesterday. I will ask you the same question. Uh-huh. At what point do you dive in here, if at all, on Arkansas? We are now at 10 at multiple spots with a total of 154.5 or 155. Money continues to climb. Or excuse me, the number continues to climb here, and the support for Gonzaga continues to show. Uh, some would say, if you looked at the betting splits, Matt Eubens, uh-huh. that is sharp money that is moving the Zag side because majority of bets are on Arkansas. But is there a point where it becomes a little too much? And do you grab 10, 10 and a half with Eric Musselman? Uh, no, I think uh, if it gets to 11, I'll think about it. But okay. I've said this uh, several times. I think uh, more people need to look at the games this way. If you don't have a really strong opinion before tip-off, why bet the game? Yep. So if the, if the number closes Gonzaga 10 or 10 and a half, and the Zags get out to, uh, let's say, a five-point lead early, you could be able to grab 12-and-a-half or something like that. You'd be able to grab a better number with uh, the Razorbacks. So don't freak out if you don't have a strong opinion before the game tips off because if you can live bet these games, a lot of times you can get a better number approaching it that way. So that's why I wouldn't be too uh, in too much of a hurry to jump in on this game. I, I get the feeling the Razorbacks are square dogs. I, do, I kind of feel like that too. Because if you look at it from a matchup standpoint, like, and obviously because it's a nine and a half, 10 point spread, but there's so many things that are in favor of Gonzaga here. You're talking about size, you're talking about shooting, you're talking, there's so many different things where, like, I personally, as somebody who holds a 55 to 1 ticket right on Arkansas to win the NCAA tournament, right. want to find reasons for them to win this game. But you look across the board, and personally, I, I just, the more I looked into this match, the more I thought, like, yeah, I, better, I better get a little off of this one because I don't think they're making it past Gonzaga. Yeah, and I'm not disrespecting Arkansas right. here because I like Eric Musselman quite a bit. And JD, JD Note is a great scorer. But Memphis, I thought, was a much more difficult matchup for Gonzaga. You have NBA caliber athletes with more length and size. I really mm-hmm. thought, I always say that if I'm going to bet a single digit dog, I've got to believe that dog can win the game outright. Yeah. You know, in Arkansas open this week, nine-point dogs right now, nine-and-a-half at some spots. I don't believe Arkansas can win this game outright. I really don't because if you're the Hogs and you're going to try to run with the Zags, you're not going to be able to do it for 40 minutes. Memphis was able to do it for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Memphis, I think, is more talented, like I said, more talented, bigger, more athletic than uh, Arkansas. So even with a 10-point lead at halftime, I was still sweating out Memphis plus 10 in the second half of that game. So I'm not going to be in a hurry to jump in on Arkansas here. I I kind of feel like this is a game, it might be a get-right game for the Zags where they kind of reset everybody's uh, perception of how good they are and they blow out the hogs in this game. Arkansas did not shoot the ball well at all last weekend. This season? Hell. No, it's been an inconsistent shooting team all season. And last weekend, 10 for 37 from three-point range in the two games. That's 27%. And uh, made 14, had 14 made field goals in the second game. Uh, that's, that's pretty uh, a poor number. I, I got I to gotta actually lean to the favorite here. I'm not going to lay the points again because I even think maybe if Arkansas gets an early lead, you could lay a cheaper number with the Zags. A live betting theory goes both ways. Yep. You know, it's just uh, – but I, I did play the Zags on a money line parlay with uh, Villanova, and I kind of played that as a hedge a little bit because I took Michigan plus five, and I think that Michigan-Villanova game is going to go to the wire, and Villanova is going to find a way to escape in a close game. But again, like I said yesterday, 
I don't have super strong opinions on any of these games. So if if you don't really have a strong opinion pregame, you don't have to make a big bet on it. No, and I now I have made one bet so far for today, and uh, let's go to it because this is I think this is the game of the day. It's the story of the day because this line has started to move back and forth here, toggling as Vinny Mayula calls it. Texas Tech and Duke. Uh-huh. Uh, this one now across the screen. I've got pick multiple uh, shops reached Duke minus one. I think I saw some one and a half pop up as well on the screen earlier today. Uh, but pick is a predominant number here between these two with a total of one thirty-seven, uh, and this is I think. I mean, you kind of expected this to a certain extent. Like you and I talked about, we thought that Duke would probably open up as like the one, one and a half point favorite, that there might be, you know, a rush of public support for Duke the day that the game starts. So Mm -hmm. we'll see if that's actually what pushed this number. But now we're at pick pretty much everywhere with a total of 137. Um, You're not going to get in pre-flop on this unless it gets to like Duke minus one and a half or so, right? Uh, I'm not going to pre-flop bet uh, this game at all. No. No. This is uh, this is one of those games I think is a perfect example of what I'm talking about with live wagering. Yeah. Whether it's minus one pick or plus one, 90% chance both ways you're going to get a better number if you live bet the game. So it's just it's all about timing. You have to have good instincts. You have to have a good feel for the flow of the game to know when to jump in and grab the best number. It's hard to grab the best number. A lot of times you get a little bit anxious. You're like, man, maybe I should take that five and a half now. I'm afraid that might be the best yeah. I can get. And then uh, – couple minutes later, it's seven and a half. You're like, well, I wish I would have waited, you know, two minutes or something. But you get the the the, uh, the biggest uh, point of emphasis here would be at least you're getting a better number than you would have got pregame. So you're giving right. yourself a better chance to win by uh, by taking a number that, that you could have had uh, pre-flop. You're getting a better number if you play it live. Uh, the thing about Duke, I, I still think Paolo Benchero really played well last week against Michigan State. And that was a, a Spartans team that hit 11 of 22 three-pointers. And uh, that's the way you can beat Duke because they don't defend the three-point line very well. But Texas Tech is not a very good three-point shooting team either. I think Tech is similar to Michigan State, but better. Yep. Defense, toughness, don't have great three-point shooting. But I, I think Tech is uh, a, lot of, a lot of sharp betters I know like Tech in this game. But they don't love Tech in this game. And then the reason why, I think, is on the other side, you got a Duke team with five players who are projected to be NBA first-round picks this spring, this summer. And um, it's, it's a Duke team with a lot more offensive talent. And Tech was lucky to get by Notre Dame. That was a Notre Dame team playing three games in five days I, I last keep, week. keep going back to it. Like that yeah. game, the, the poor shooting, the key offensive rebounds allowed to a smaller Notre Dame team. Yeah. And this is not a smaller team that you're facing right now in Duke. There's kind of some red flags in that game about the Red Raiders, and that's what uh, that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna look to bet Texas Tech here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna live bet the game, and I'm hoping I can get at some point I can get Tech you know plus five or maybe even better, who knows? But basketball is a game of runs, and that's why you can't panic and. You don't have to rush to the window to bet pregame if you don't have a strong opinion. Yep. And to your point, though, like about the strengths of this Texas Tech team, still in a game in which they struggled, they held Notre Dame to 53 points, an offensive rating at 84.7. Mm-hmm. They have been dominant. And look, it's Montana State and it's Notre Dame, but they have done, been dominant defensively through two games in the NCAA tournament. And that's what Tech makes had. this uh, matchup so interesting because Texas Tech plays that no middle defense where it's very difficult yep. to score in the lane. But Duke has got size and they got athletes and they like to get to the rim. So if Duke is. Well, and it's ineffective at scoring in the in the paint. Duke's going to have a lot of troubles in this game. Which which uh, side's going to win out there? And uh, something that you have brought up before, but defensive free throw rate for Texas Tech this year they were 228th in the country. So mm-hmm. they've defended well, but they also defended and fouled quite a bit. 
And now you're talking about a neutral court setting, Coach K on the other side, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the whistles have tended to be a little skewed at couple, times. A couple things are kind of like uh, uh, factors that don't matter in handicapping, what I find interesting is that a lot of, I would call, squares on Twitter are taunting Coach K today, like, uh, goodbye, Coach K, this is the last day of your career. Oh, boy. I hate to see stuff like that. Yeah. Come on, don't talk trash. At the end of the day, the, when, we, when, we reach the, when we reach the end of the day today and Duke wins this game by about 10, yeah. and they've had about 15 more free throw attempts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to be the same people whining, well, the officials took over the game. Right. Uh, you know, I've, I like tech a little bit here, but I'm definitely not overconfident yeah. in the tech side. And, nope. and by the way, the experience edge is with Texas Tech. And that's another thing, if you like that side, Tech's uh, five starters, I think, average 22 years old, and Duke's five starters average almost 19. Yep. So that's that's another reason I think to like Tech a little bit in the game. And, and Coach K, I think with Duke all-time in the NCAA tournaments, 0-5 on the West Coast. Okay, I like it. Who knows? I mean, all that stuff's just – those, no, that means it's going to happen again. Those are talking points. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That means it's going to happen again. <laughs> I still think, like I'll say for the tenth time this week, the best way to approach this game is to live bet it. Yep. Uh, really quickly, updates on the other two games. Villanova just hard five across the board. Total one thirty six hasn't budged really at all this whole entire uh, week. Oh, no, it has. Uh, and then Arizona uh, one and a half now. What is the total of one forty six and a half? We really haven't seen that number yep. move either. Uh, it opened what two and then got to one and a half and then just two one and a half one one and a half. They're really very little movement in those two games. All right, well, let's uh, discuss uh, the movement behind this number for Texas Tech and Duke. Chris Andrews is going to join us next year on The Edge. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. 
Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness and Matt Humans. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven baked, sizzling bacon, fresh caked eggs. Perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru to pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wise and choose Wendy's. You're a regular good advice. Of wiseness, huh? Good advice. Good advice. Check out this sheet from uh, the South Point Sportsbook this week. Looks good, Chris. And uh, the best part, minus 105. Yeah. On sides, yeah. if uh, you want to bet the Sweet 16, how is that? been received by betters it's been fantastic a lot of business today you know it's been it's always a little you know usually when you put up the number you get a little flurry at the beginning and then the numbers kind of sit there but we had a lot of play today i heard you guys talking about the uh, duke texas tech game toggled as our good friend Vinny would say uh we're back to pick them again um you know, it looks like public definitely on Duke. Uh, some sharp money, uh, most certainly on the Texas Tech side. So is the public money, like, generally public money, like, doesn't move numbers like that. But this case, would that be the case moving Duke from one well, to minus one? When I say public money, it's not just all, like, dead yeah. squares. I mean, there's some sharp guys, too, that have played it. You know, and it, like I said, there's only two sides in the game. Right. You know, pick the winner. And, uh, you know, yeah, we have some pretty sharp guys that put some pretty decent-sized money on Duke. And then some other sharp guys came in and, uh, you know, took the one. I think at Pickham we're going to probably keep getting a lot more Duke money. So we'll see how that goes. I want to get your uh, answer to this. I'm, I'm actually kind of sick of hearing myself talk about it. But I, w- I want to get your opinion here because I believe in basketball, which is a volatile game, a game of runs, is kind of built for live wagering. That if, if you got a game like this, it's Pickham – 
minus one, plus one, I think you're better off live betting the game because you're going to get a better number 90-something percent of the time, no matter which side you like in the game. Do you agree with that, or would you see a flaw in that philosophy? I, I don't see a flaw in that philosophy in this particular game because I think both of these teams are kind of the, the kind that would run. I think you're going to see runs from both teams. Now, if you get a, a game, you know, maybe – you know, like the Gonzaga game, you know, are they 10 points better than Arkansas? Maybe they run them off the court, mm -hmm. you know, but I think Duke, Texas Tech, you got two really good teams. I know you mentioned Texas Tech, a veteran team. Uh, you know, Duke certainly gets their respect and they deserve it. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're going to see a game like that where you could get some runs, uh, each team getting some runs. Well, one thing about Duke and JVT, you know, this very few times in the history of college hoops, have you had a team with five players projected to be first round draft picks on a team? Right. Kentucky, I think, did it once before. It was Willie right? Colley, yeah, Willie Colley Stein, like yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. Didn't they have yeah. six? They were, was it six? I don't think all, yeah. they didn't all go in the first round. Though, did no, they? but they, no. I think they're all. Good. I think like the following like year, didn't one of those guys go in the first? I don't know. Right. I'm probably wrong. Either way, there was a lot of first round picks for those. Yeah, guys <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, you mentioned Arkansas, Gonzaga. So, what, what number did you guys open up with that one? We opened eight and a half. We're up to nine and a half. It looks like we're gonna probably get to ten. Um, you know, I don't know. It, uh, I, I thought the sharp money would come in on Arkansas, but I have not seen that. As a matter of fact, the sharper money really has been on Gonzaga so far. Yeah, we were talking about the, the Razorbacks have the smell of a uh, somewhat public dog today. I think they were a public – they are a public dog. Uh, you know, I know I was reading – I don't know where I was reading it – about the flaw right now in the Gonzaga game. Maybe they're foul shooting from their big men. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if this game goes down to the wire, you know uh, – those guys might get fouled a little more often, but I'm not sure this game's going to go down to the wire where that uh, foul shooting flaw is going to come into play. That's true. Maybe in the foul shooting comes into play and in covering the number. Uh, that could, just sure. deciding the yeah. game, but uh, you're right about that. I, I always find this interesting, too. You, know, you, get a lot, you hear a lot of opinions throughout the course of a week, and you do, too, in a, being in a sports book. People walk up and tell us their opinions on the game, or I get texts from people I know. Unsolicited. And, uh, yeah, one of the... <laughs> I will say a guy I know who plays really nothing but favorites. He, he plays like 90-something percent favorites. Always loves a favorite. He, the first text he sends me this week is, I love Arkansas. Oh, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a he, bad sign. He seems yeah. to never like a dog, yeah. but he likes to hog. Well, especially when you use the L game. word, huh? huh? Yeah. When you use yeah. the L word, it's Which it's makes me think, I thought right away, oh, boy, this could be a public dog this week. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it has been. Yeah, and in the NFL, you want to avoid public dogs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how that translates right. to the field of play, but it certainly seems to do that way more often than it does not. And I think we have that case here. Hey, before we talk about the other two games, Jimmy Beccaro was out there in the book this week, just raving to me about the action in the first round, first four days. Said that he's, and this guy has been in the business what 45 years. That's right. Yeah. He yeah. said, I've never seen a week busier than that. And uh, it was off the hook. He said nothing was even close to last week. Do you uh, have the same uh, opinion? Or yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I got the numbers. Our our ticket counts are up like twenty five percent. You know, that's a lot. You know, I mean, you see this joint. I mean, that, that writes tickets all day. We were jam packed. You know, and. Uh, Ticket writers, kiosks, our, you know, our parties were a tremendous success. I mean, you know, they have that ticket. Yeah, a lot of bowlers. They, they don't, they're, they're not big sports bettors. But they're here. They certainly play all the other stuff. But our, our ticket counts, we were up 25% over, you know, the last, uh, the last. Well, so 2019 was the last, mm -hmm. like, normal. Mm -hmm. 
uh, March Madness, yeah. you know. So, I mean, we're up o- over that. So, I mean, I was very happy with all the results. You got a great setup here at the South Point. Those first couple of days with the ballrooms open up yeah. there. If those are not open t- today or tomorrow, right? No, no, no. Yeah. no. That first round. The first and even then the first three yeah. days, you know. So, let's go to the other ones. Um, yeah. Michigan Villanova is so this we were talking about this before we had John. This has just been dead. It's just been stuck at five pretty much all week. Is this two way action? Is it a lack of action? You know what, what goes behind this? It's been two way action, but right now I'm starting to get an accumulation on Villanova. I think I'm yeah. I'm probably going to wind up at five and a half here. We'll see if the the money comes in to take the five and a half in my future board, which I was just looking at before we came on. I got I was up to seventy five to one on Michigan. And I got quite a bit of money on them at 75 to 1. Now, that is a hell of a price. You know, that's part of what, what we're trying to do. So I think they might, may take back the 5.5 when I get there. Um, but, uh, but right now, I, I have a feeling I'm going to get to 5.5 probably by game time. You know, it's interesting because I like Michigan. I like that side, but I haven't bet it because I was waiting. I thought the public was going to play Villanova, and I could get 5.5 yeah. at some point uh, yeah, this I week. I think you will. We got one more game tonight. We do, and it's kind of a similar situation. We've been sitting at one and a half pretty much the entire week. Uh, one forty-six and a half with Arizona and Houston. How high did you get on this? Because some shops have like two, two and a half. I think I think I was as high as two and a half yeah. on this game. Now I'm down to one and a half, and I got to tell you, the sharp money is on Houston. Um, you know, I can't say I'm surprised. I wouldn't say I'm not surprised. I think both teams have looked really, really good, and. Uh, you know, Houston may be a little bit more of a veteran coach. I don't know if that comes into play here. I mean, it certainly might. I think uh, Arizona might have a little bit of a talent edge, but if they do, not that much. You know, I think this is, you know, Matt, you were talking about a game of runs. I think either of these two teams could go on a run, and if you're live betting and you you get, uh, you know, a couple buckets your way, you know, maybe take six or something like that, which I think mm-hmm. would be very conceivable in a game like this if one team or the other goes on a run. But I think it's going to be a really, really good game among two teams playing really good basketball right now. I actually hope the scenario you just laid out, I hope that happens. So I've got futures tickets on Arizona, 30 to 1 and 40 to 1. That's a nice price. Well, I'm hoping that Arizona gets a lead in this game so I could grab something like Houston plus seven live, and I'd feel pretty good about that yeah. because I think – I think the Wildcats are going to be uh, life and death to survive this game. And you're right. I think Kelvin Sampson does have a, a coaching edge. Like the guy or not, he's a very shrewd coach. Yeah, we can talk about his yeah. personality all you want, but the guy's a hell of a coach. Yeah. Yep. How about totals? You seen any movement in the totals in uh, the four games? No, nothing too crazy. Just, you know, I mean, p- public's on the over. No surprise, you know, but uh, nothing really that's moved all that much, you know. How about the futures book, uh, teams yeah. that you're in jeopardy with or you have exposure to? Really, like the, the only team I'm really exposed on is Arizona. You know, and, and I keep reminding everybody, we got those two places in Mesquite right on the Arizona border. We always get a lot of Arizona money. And like I said, they weren't throwing away their money this year. This team is really, really good. And we had them. I can't remember what I opened them, um, you know, in the, in the future book way back when. Probably like 30 or 40 to 1, something like that. I have to look. But wait, we got a lot of money on them. I mean, we don't get murdered on them, but we, we definitely lose a significant number. But I've, been, I've managed to cut that down, though, pretty good. Um, you might have had them higher. I, I can tell you that in November, before, when I was thinking about pulling the trigger yeah. on Arizona, a lot of spots I saw 60, 65, I might have had 70 60. to 1. I might have yeah. had 60. Uh, I, just, I moved a couple numbers right before we came on here. I think I'm up to five to one on Kansas, two forty on Gonzaga. Oh, Arizona, I'm down a little bit from that five to one. Uh, what else? 
where's Michigan? I had them. Oh, wow. I had them 75. The one that, that this isn't our odds worth. I had them 75. I think I'm down to, I think, I think 40, something like that. But yeah, we're getting a lot of play all up and down the, uh, up and down the futures board. But right now I would say Arizona, the one team I'm trying to beat. Like it. Chris Andrews at Andrews Sports up on Twitter. Good I to hope, talk to you, sir. I you hope too. you don't beat just hope you don't beat Arizona tonight. Well, you I'd know, like Texas man. Tech to move on to <laughs> every, every man for himself in this racket. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate okay, it. Sure. All right. All right. We got plenty left to get to the other games uh, in depth in terms of analysis. We can get to those. Also, Matt Humans very upset. His Miami Heat at each other's throats. It's falling apart. Eric Spolster's about to throw down with Jimmy Butler on the floor of their arena last night. We'll get to the details of that in the NBA talk on the other side. VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. The Zen Nicotine Pouches, try them for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at ZYN.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10 one zero Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine and warning this product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical JVT let's talk association last night you hear yes my Miami heat Miami Miami heat we're on the verge of uh, an implosion Uh, well they imploded I think Uh, when you lose to the uh, Golden State Warriors without Steph Curry. Yeah, but Tyler or, Hero was not playing last night for the Heat. And Draymond Green wasn't playing either. Like <laughs> yeah. Regardless. one game. What happened on the bench? I mean, it's not just. It was they, a bigger deal. They also lost to the 76ers without Joel Embiid. James Harden. Uh, but yesterday, we did get to see uh, quite the blow up. And it was awesome. So, because the the fight on the bench between Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler yeah. lasted for a good, like, 90 seconds. Like, they were going at it for a while. Udonis Haslam was involved, too. Uh, he may or may not have invited Jimmy Butler to go back to the locker room to fix things, right, verbally, right? Just through really solid conversation. Um, Spolster after the game, you brought this up to me when we were texting about it. Spolster tried to poo-poo a little bit afterwards with the media and, and said this. What happened in the huddle? Everybody was wondering where the dinner plans were tonight after the game. Um, it was pretty clear. Like, we have a very competitive, gnarly group, and we're getting our asses kicked. And two, two straight games, uh, we were not playing to the level that we wanted to play. And I would say virtually every single person in that huddle was uh, pretty animated about, uh, you know, our... Tried to make the joke, right? Like, ah, you know, we were trying to find out where dinner plans were. Right. Ultimately led to the real thing, which is, look, this is a team with championships and aspirations, which just lost to the 76ers out their two-best player. Does have a track record of wearing out his welcome in places that he has been. Chicago, Minnesota. Actually, it sounded like uh, Joel Embiid really wanted him to stay in Philadelphia, but that's a whole other deal. And now you're in this third year of this experiment, and they get to an NBA Finals in the bubble. But ultimately, right, the last few games have really not gone their way. And so I just think it's – I'm not going to sell the heat in any way whatsoever. Mm -hmm. 
But I do think it's like a, oh, okay, that's an event worth noting and keeping track of as we move forward. No question. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, questions about Jimmy Butler's leadership ability in the past. And mm -hmm. he, he's a really good two-way player who uh, I like a lot. But if, you're, uh, if your teammates are tired of your uh, prima donna act, that's going to be trouble in the locker room. And you know how volatile things can be in the NBA with all these egos. And it's a long season. And sometimes uh, sometimes team, teams uh, uh, fray towards the end of it because uh, they just don't have good chemistry. And it looks like that might be an issue with the, key, with the Heat as uh, we head toward the playoffs. Now, one thing is, I told you I like the Heat, and that's my team. You guys. But I did not make any sort of bet on the Heat to win the East. Oh, you didn't? You were, you were considering. I, I know was. you were considering it. I was yeah? thinking about it, but I never saw the number I wanted to get. And also, I wanted to see how the playoffs – uh, we're going to line up in the first round because if uh, for some reason the Heat draw a matchup I don't like in the first round, I don't want to take uh, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't want to take a number that's uh, that could end up being a bad number on a future. And you know, in the NBA, a lot of times you tend to overreact throughout the course of a season too. You see something one week in January and you say ah, I got to jump on that team or fade fade that team. And then a month later, you're thinking the opposite. So I, I typically try to resist knee-jerk reactions and, and betting NBA futures unless you see a lot of value. And there was not a lot of value in a Heat future. Yeah. It just wasn't there. At 5-1 to one to win the East or 8-1, to one, I didn't think that was good enough. Yeah. No, I agree. I, so I've got four, like, championship or conference championship futures. The Heat are one of them. I got a 13-1 to one to win the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. um, and mainly was, look, defensively, they're still going to be a very good team. But I do think there are some worries, as you've seen these last two games. Their offense isn't great, right? right? Their half-court offense is very poor at times, extremely stagnant. Uh, Jimmy Butler is a very good player, a solid and sound defensive player. But him, Bam Adebayo, have their limitations on the offensive end of the floor. So I think that worries you, especially when you're talking about a series. As good as you are defensively, you're not shutting down a Brooklyn Nets team that's going uh. to have, by the way, and this is worth this dovetails into this next big topic of the NBA, that is going to have Kyrie Irving on the floor for every game now. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. You told me yesterday it wasn't going to happen. Oh, no, I said I'm done evaluating them and wondering oh, when they're going to okay. come back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I, look, anything can happen when it comes to politics. Well, I, thought, sure you, enough, I yeah. thought you read the quote from the uh, the clown who was in charge in New York. Yeah, right. Said it, huh? yeah. yeah. Hey, I was, it was the head of health something <laughs> uh, out in New York. Uh, but look at this. When the Yankees get involved, maybe things happen. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving will be cleared for home games as New York City will on Thursday change private sector vaccine mandate to allow exemption of athletes and entertainers in workplace, unvaccinated Yankees and Mets players also now eligible for home games. Uh, that, of course, I almost Ron Burgundy, that very big text in the rundown. Uh, but that was a courtesy of a report from Sham Sharanya yesterday. So now, as we tie this back to the Miami Heat, you're staring potentially a first-round match, a first-round series of Brooklyn in the face with Kyrie Irving available in every single one of those games, and you're kind of struggling to find some consistency offensively in these last nine games of the regular season. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's why – a future on the Heat to win the East is a bad idea at this yep. point because they're going to be significant underdogs to the Nets in a series if Kyrie can play home games, and now he can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be underdogs in that series. That's going to be a, <laughs> no question. It's going to be a problem for them. So, yeah, I think you hope, obviously, that they win that play-in game because they're two and a half games back of the seventh seed. Not right that the now. Heat are locked into playing the Nets or anything like right. that, but they're going to have to go through them at some point if they're going to win the East, you would think. And here's the thing, because you're one, that's right, but two, I mean, they're not locked into playing the Brooklyn Nets. 
because the Nets could move up to seven, win the, win the first play-in game, right, and just be the seventh mm-hmm. seed. But Miami's also not locked into being the two or the one seed, right? Because right? they're only now one and a half games ahead of all three teams, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Boston. So how the East shakes out, like this is going to be one of the best first rounds ever. Like it, the basketball in terms of the NBA postseason is going to be fantastic. But I will tell you this, as I watched that transpire yesterday, you get the news of Kyrie Irving, all of these – you know who I think this works out the best for in the Eastern Conference? Uh, the Bucks, The Boston Celtics. Celtics? Celtics have uh, been playing some pretty good basketball. That was a team a lot of people wrote off yep. in December, January, and even into, uh, I would say, early February. And all of a sudden, the Celtics are back from the dead. They, uh, that has become one of my favorite futures tickets that I have in my pocket right now in Boston. Uh-huh. And the way they play defensively and the way that this bracket could shake up for them. Uh, right now, again, they're the fourth seed, just one and a half back of the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Okay. So they could find themselves up there. But they also they have a big matchup on Wednesday coming up next week against Miami. But they have played Miami, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee all extremely well up to this point. Brooklyn, too. Uh, and that was with Kyrie Irving on the floor in that game, what, two weeks ago that they beat them and Jason Tatum went insane. So... Uh, I would say out of all of this, uh, Boston seems to be coming out more and more attractive as Philadelphia fails to cover last night in a game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. Uh, right. Without. Well, LeBron I tell you James. what, I watched the Sixers last night. And I'm still just not sold on that team. You, you watch those non Embiid minutes, right? Yeah, those non Embiid was... minutes are not good. And like as much as I like James Harden, the, the play at the end. Where you have the ball, you're just lazily holding on to it. It gets stripped. And, and Russ yeah. Westbrook just comes up, strips the ball, and lays it in, and no yeah. problem. And you're just kind of like, okay. Where's the foul? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, you I, just got stripped. There yep. was no foul. No, okay. I agree. Like, the, the more you watch Philadelphia, you can tell the Joel Embiid and James Harden pick and roll. Like, it's, it's fun. It's dynamic. Offensive, uh-huh. it's great. But the backup center's a problem, and Harden, he deserves some criticism for poor performances in playoffs in the past, and you see it at times. It's just that lackadaisical sense of play from him. Mm-hmm. There's just no sense of urgency on a possession-to-possession basis. It's, it's why the Lakers covered yesterday. Well, the Sixers end up winning that game by four. Four or five, yeah, something yeah. like that. They didn't cover any of the numbers from yesterday. Uh, Open six, got to seven and a half, closed nine and a half, ten, didn't cover any of them. And they rubbed ten. Yep. I think they were up 10 early fourth quarter. They got to as high was, as, I think, uh, 14. Okay. I thought they were going to cook them. And then they just uh, the Lakers just made their way back in. Dwight Howard kept getting to the free throw line. That's why when you said, uh, who could this work out best for, I knew you weren't talking about the Sixers. No. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the defending champs. Where do you think the Bucks fit into all this right now? Oh, I still think they're, like, at this point, they are still the best team. Like, I refuse to kind of move them off of best team in the Eastern Conference status, right? But to me, it's... You know, we can talk about championship malaise and not really caring about some of these weird results that they keep putting out there every once in a while. And the defensive numbers aren't great. But Brooke Lopez is coming off of serious back surgery, and he just barely came back last week. How good are you going to be on that end of the floor? The minutes behind him are questionable with, like, Bobby Portis and Serge Ibaka playing center. So they think they're still the best team in the Eastern Conference because they kind of have to be. But I think you have some legitimate concerns about that. And Pat Connaughton with the hand injury and what's going on there and how fully healthy he'll be by the time this all gets started. So. And he's like, it's kind of like a hardcore, like little basketball topic, but like he's their small ball, small forward. He's a very important piece for them. Yeah. At Connaughton. All right. So what are the, uh, what are the best futures numbers you have on the Celtics? What, 66 what you to get? one to win the finals. To win the finals. Yeah. Did you bet the Celtics to win the East? No, nah, I just took him at okay. 66 to one to win the NBA finals. You, it's not going to surprise me a bit if you see the Celtics in the East finals. Oh, I don't think so either. Right. I mean, they've done it with this group. They've been there before. Right. right. Remember our, remember that year that you and I were in, it was the Kyrie Irving year where he got hurt and yeah. you and I loved them. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're breaking out party. Two months ago, 
you had people talking about, well, Tatum and Brown's just not going to work. you got to split these guys up. Fire Ime Udoka, right? That's it was right. All, it was right. all over. Yep. All right, we'll come back. We get the best bets. Uh, recap what happened last night in the association with a couple of those games. We talked a little bit about Philly and Los Angeles. There was another contest last night in Memphis where Elvis, of course, uh, rest in peace, is not alive anymore. And uh, much more when we come back. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. 
Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. KFC chicken sandwich served hot straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger looking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Kids today might not know the KFC stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Why would kids today not know? Because it's just known as KFC. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. rebranded. When I was growing up, uh, it wasn't called KFC. Just uh, every restaurant had the Kentucky Fried Chicken out yeah, front. Right, huh? Yeah, part of the rebranding yeah. process. Or kind of like the stratosphere. It's not oh, called the strat. Somebody, I was talking but. to somebody the other day. There was like a Vegas local, and they started calling it the strat. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? They don't call it stratosphere anymore. I get it's it. Strat. Like, I know that, but they, come on. It's always a stratosphere. <laughs> Although I have I have gone to calling it T.I. It's no longer Treasure <laughs> Island. T.I. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I was approached by uh, a guy from Canada last night. He said, you do the fast food rankings, right? I said, uh, yeah. Yeah. What's up? He goes, uh, That's me. Chick-fil-A. Can't be number one on your list. I don't see what's special about Chick-fil-A. KFC has got to be oh. higher. He said, the KFC chicken sandwich is much better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. I said, okay, well, appreciate your opinion. Yeah. You know, everybody's got different opinions about fast food. Just because you said that doesn't mean you're right. I can tell you that um, there's a certain chicken sandwich out there that is uh, bottom of the list. Very bottom of the list. It's not the KFC. No, it is not. But KFC. it might have a, a K in its initials. All right, I'm just going to say it. BK. Yeah. Sorry, man. The BK spicy, BK spicy chicken doesn't cut it. You, you, you guys did it to me. The chicken. The KFC well. chicken sandwiches are good. They're big, meaty sandwiches, uh, top of the line. I stopped at a Firehouse Subs on the way here today. Not a fan. Huh? Not a fan. Not a huge fan, but here it is. When you're on somewhat of a tight time schedule and you're on the way to work and you want, don't want to be late to the show. Yeah. been doing this show for five and a half years. I've never been late. Sometimes we walked in the last yeah, I was second. Say, sometimes you cut it close. <laughs> a lot of that has to do with uh, the drive-through lines on the way here. Yeah. Because I like to stop for food on the way to the show. If I if I do a show b- without eating, I might be in a cranky mood. You want me to be happy, go I, lucky. Of course. On a full I've stomach. worked shows with cranky okay. Matt Humans. It's not it's not good. So it's like pulling teeth. Uh, where I stop depends a lot on uh, DTLV. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Drive time, Las Vegas. Drive-through line value, okay. kind of like closing okay. line value. <laughs> okay. It's the fast-food drive-through line value where you don't want to wait in a long line at the drive-through. Of course. So on the way here, Firehouse Subs has a quick, efficient drive. Oh, so they got high DTLV, huh? High DTLV okay. because a lot of times I drive through, there's no cars, and I know I can zip right through there, get the food, make it here on time, no sweat. Nice. If you go to McDonald's, there might be 20 cars. Oh, in the, one of the worst DTLVs. You get no yeah. DTLV at McDonald's, no. right? Okay. Uh, what really doesn't help things, too, is the people in front of you. I went to a, a McDonald's one time. There was a guy that was just on his phone, just, like, looking at the menu. Like, the guy had never been in McDonald's before in his life. It's <laughs> been so 10 minutes. At What's the this Big Mac? Right. I know. It was, it was um, insane. Insane. All right. Anyway. Uh, do you have a list of places that have the best DTLV? Chick-fil-A's got great DTLV. They, for, for a place that's very crowded, uh-huh. the DTLV is very high. No That's course. like a factory, right. <laughs> churning them out left and right. <laughs> DTLV goes down when they got the timer in the window, but then they tell you to pull ahead. So I mean, it's, it's amazing how efficient that drive-through is. It really is for how busy it is. All right, what do you have last night? NBA two plays. Though. I think you split. Yeah, too friendly. Uh, yes, two plays last night. 
Uh, we were talking about this off the air. Funny how the NBA works, right? Nets minus one and a half. I get Kyrie. I get KD. I get no John Morant. They lose the game outright. It was much closer than the final score indicated. Kind of fell apart in the last few minutes. Uh, but Nets minus one and a half. Lose outright to the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, plus seven and a half, as we kind of touched on just a couple of minutes ago. Um, I actually felt, as you were, and you watched some of that game, mm -hmm. that like the Lakers plus seven and a half the entire way. If they didn't cover that, I was going to be somewhat disappointed. Like they were very competitive. Uh, we're in and out of that number throughout the entire night and ultimately do cover. I'm not going to say he played one of his best games, but he, he was at least competitive last night. It was Russell, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Yep, Russ yeah. Westbrook was great. Uh, and it's kind of a resurgence. I don't know if you saw him a couple of days ago, the win over Toronto uh, right before the end of regulation, a steal in the waning second. A game tying three that forces the overtime period in a game they eventually win. So, mm -hmm. Russ, you know, getting a little comfortable. Uh, but regardless, Lakers uh, in a very competitive performance covered that game. Didn't have anything today. A lot of injury um, news and notes up in the air. I wanted to bet Toronto against Cleveland, uh, but don't know if OG Ananobi and um, Gary Trent Jr. are going to be available. Big game, though. Big game for Toronto today because they're 0-3 ATS and straight up against Cleveland. They are one game back behind them yeah. in the sixth seed, so they got to win this game if they want to find their way out of the play-in situation. No, I'm not going to watch that one tonight. No? No. Nah. Going to watch the Sweet 16. What do you have? I think you're going to be watching a Sweet 16 game oh, tonight, I, too, because oh, you I, got I a have. best bet. Yeah, I, I wanted to get something for the show, and let's do it. Texas Tech plus one against Duke. Uh, I agree with the sentiment, like, in-game is going to be a better opportunity here, but wanted to have something for the show, and I do believe that, you know, Texas Tech – is in a pretty good spot here with the way they play defensively. You've mentioned the way that they cut off the basket. Yes, small issue in terms of fouling while defending, and that could work against you in a game against mm -hmm. Duke, given the um, helpful hand they get at times. But I ultimately think Texas Tech here, with the way Duke has played on the defensive end, to raise the floor of a poor offensive team like Texas Tech, and I get an elite defense on the other end, I think they will win this game. Do so, you have a, a Texas Tech Futures 45 to 1. To win the whole thing, yeah. right? I wasn't sure if you bet Tech to reach the Final Four. You were talking about that at some point. I've got a couple Duke futures out there, which uh, I bought I for two reasons. One is if Coach K won, the season was going to make me physically ill, so right. I had the least profit off it if Duke was going to win. But also, you're still talking about a team with five players projected to be first-round picks, and that's a ton of talent on that Duke team. So I thought uh, the Blue Devils were capable. But I, my, my approach to that game tonight is going to be I think five is going to be my buy sign. If I can get Texas Tech plus five live, I'm probably going yeah. to jump in. Now, don't hold me to that because if, if the flow of the game shows mm -hmm. me something where I think I might be able to get a better number than five, I might hold out a little bit. But five is the number I'm looking for uh, to live bet I've Texas got, Tech. Uh, I've got four futures tickets that are still alive. I've got Texas okay. Tech at 45 to one. I've got Arkansas at 55 to one. And then I've got a terrible number on Michigan that I bet before the season started at 12 to yeah. one and Kansas at 13 to one. Okay, I got a couple on Kansas, so I got 18 and 20 to 1 yeah. on Kansas, yeah. All right, so for tonight, I don't have futures on Michigan or Villanova, but I'm going to bet Michigan. I'm going to wait to see if Chris Andrews goes to 5.5 and on the Wolverines and uh, some other spots out there might before game time tonight. Uh, I like that dog. It's not going to be a big bet for me, but I, I will play Michigan uh, plus 5.5. I can get that before the game, and I'll listen to a plus 5 right now. And tomorrow, St. Pete against Purdue. Is there a 13 out there? I'll tell you right now. Because I, this is another game I have not bet yet, but I went ahead and posted a plus 12 and a half because it didn't look like there was going to be much line movement at all in this game. Nothing on my screen yet. And St. Pete was attracting some high ticket counts this week. So I thought, well, maybe this number is not going to go to 13, but I'll take 12 and a half uh, with the dog in that game. And uh, North Carolina plus two and a half. And I also bet North Carolina plus three at minus 125 against UCLA. Some inside information. I guess you could call it that, uh, from 
L.A. tells me that Jaime Jaquez's ankle is not responding too well, and it's not looking real good for him Yeah, in that game Friday night. I think I got the same text. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <So I> guess, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. We'll see. And, and, by the way, the markets responded, like you said, right? Sounded two in uh, pretty much everywhere at this point right now in favor right. of UCLA. Let's look at some of these trends quickly yeah. uh, before you get back to the association. And I've um, got plays here on Michigan and St. Peter's. So in the last 10 years – Underdogs that are double-digit seeds in the second weekend of the tournament, 21-7 and seven against the spread. Not that that means you should just run to the window and play underdog double-digit seeds in this round. But the perception out there is a lot of times the Cinderella that gets this, this round gets blown out, right? Yep. Yep. And the Cinderella uh, gets exposed and it's a bad play. That's not the case. In the last 10 years, again, dogs, they're double-digit seeds on this weekend, 21-7 and seven ATS. Uh, in games with a favorite of eight points or more, the under is on a 24-7 and seven run in the Sweet 16 round. That's the Zags, Arkansas, St. Pete, and Purdue. Double-digit seeds, 14-4 and four ATS in the last 10 years, uh, just in the Sweet 16 round. So it's Michigan and St. Pete again. And uh, for the entire weekend, 21-7. and seven. Uh, That's the run over the last 10 years. Pac-12 teams, 13-22 and ATS in the Sweet 16 since 2001, although 3-1 and last year. Pac-12 teams, Arizona, UCLA still standing. Quick look here at the uh, teams with the best ATS records alive in the Sweet 16. And St. Pete at the top of the list, JVT. It's been a good team to bet on all season. Undervalued in the betting market. 22 and 9 against the spread. Houston, 24-12. My guys. Texas Tech, 22 and 14. They got Providence, Arizona, Arkansas, and Miami all right there around 20 and 15 against the spread. I like it. I like it. Hopefully, uh, Tech can at least. Uh, Texas Tech is the one I have the most faith in, in terms of uh, making a pretty deep run outside of the one that they've already made. All right, uh, NBA really quickly. It's not the deepest card in the world, but it is a card nonetheless. The note that is worth um, informing you about. Chris Paul making his return tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he had been practicing with the team last couple of days. Ultimately now going to come back here against the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets got to as high as a four and a half point favorite today. Now down to one with a total of 233. Now, I would say if you're running to bet the Phoenix Suns because Chris Paul is back, not entirely sure he's going to play like a full workload, right? Right, right. I think you want to just kind of get him back slowly. There's no need. Now they can clinch the first overall seed with the win tonight. So there is some motivation for Phoenix, but I think uh, ultimately wouldn't really want to push it with Chris Paul. So that is the big news out of the, the schedule today. Right, it's really positive for the Phoenix Suns. We're talking about futures and the playoff outlook as well. Oh, I, I got him at seven yeah. to one. To win. I, I love that one ticket. All right. Uh, we are all done. Stay tuned. My guys in the desert coming to next. We'll see you tomorrow. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. 
Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 